Welcome back to the Digital Twin Podcast. Your hosts, Hari and Omar. Today is uh, episode seven on our season three uh, cast. Um, today we're going to be looking at sales. Uh, last last episode we talked a little bit about marketing and and how that plays a big role and how mature that space is and and how that really interlinks with this segment here um, on on sales, which is is a very critical component, right? Um, when we look at sales, you know, there's a variety of different types of sales and different customers that we that you can look at in this big space, right? I think what we what we're gonna focus on um, this episode is is really focusing more on how the B two B is is a little bit different than the transactional B two C big engagements that we see in retail and some of the bigger um, customers such as Amazon and the WalMarts and the Best Buys of the world, and um, I think it's it's quite it's quite fascinating, Harry, when when we start looking at how yeah. the powerful marketing engines really drive those pros- prospects and leads and people that are interested in a product or service down this funnel to where okay, I think they're ready to be handed over to sales to start to bring them to the finish line, getting them yep. that 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 piece and you know it's fascinating when we talk about that handshake because how marketing is so you know mature in the way that they're moving customers down this funnel and it's at at a, at a point that it's time to be hand over to sales i think the sales side is maturing as well in some of the tools and technologies but i think there's a multifacet there that needs to be you know that's that's constantly trying to be evolved uh, as we speak um in how we make that move right and you know you see it every day from you know you know your traditional sales types of you know i'm going to you know run down this a b c and d methodologies you know i've always done it this way i'm not going to get outside my mold but how does that align to how marketing is bringing and funneling in these customers? And and how does marketing and sales really put together the full journey from engagement to closing to the next um, uh, value chain of the services after we've closed the deal, right? You know, yeah. it's a, you know, definitely a very uh, fast changing field. And at the both marketing and sales have to be really kind of, as you mentioned, very close. And they need to work really kind of hand in hand, because if not, it's it's a major miss. Personally speaking, you know, I've spent over 15 years in, in, you know, in the field, mm-hmm. uh, in sales and technical sales uh, roles. And, um, you know, for me, I've seen this this field just drastically change in just the past decade, 10 to 15 years. Big, big difference. And what you mentioned and what we talked about in the last episode around, you know, how marketing is drastically changing, you know, preparing a consumer, a customer, a B2B, for example, in getting ready for that sale, getting mentally and, 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 you know, ready for that sale has changed. And now as a salesperson, when you take that handoff, you know, whether that's a qualified, let's say a marketing qualified lead, you know, this is a whole new different world. Now we do know about that person, that customer a bit more than, you know, in the past where you would pick up the phone and just blindly call them. This is a marketing qualified lead. 
we know what interactions that person uh, might have had with our website, maybe a, a campaign, maybe a form that they filled out. And in general, that's also indicative of the fact that the lead is mature, right? They may have gone through what we talked about in the last episode, 70% of the sales process already. And now they are at that stage where they want that confirmation. Exactly. They're looking for speed. They're looking for timing, right? Maybe they, it is a complex sale that takes six months to a year to, year to close. Maybe it is a transactional um, a commodity sale that takes literally two seconds online. Regardless, there is a confirmation phase if it requires a salesperson. And that needs to be timed perfectly and you have to pick it off exactly where you where, where the marketing left off. And I think that is the most complex aspect of sales and marketing is the reason also why we split this into two, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think the, the, the you know, the timing, confirmation, and really the, the overall... I, I, would, I would really bask it in this, this full confirmation, which is how, you know... They're, they're looking for something in a, in a timely way, right? You know, how are they wanting to buy this? They want quick confirmation. Are they still looking for more information? Typically, depending on how marketing has driven this lead, one, they like what they see. Two, they can envision the end goal. And three, they they have a good idea of what is, you know, the overall cost or, 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 or what am I getting into here, right? That confirmation when they toss it over to the engagement of sales is really like, do those things still ring true? Are they true? Are we aligned there? They want to see alignment. And that's the biggest test. They got how they feel confident about what they're getting into. Did what I research align to what you're what, what, what yeah. you what, what you guys are telling tell me? me yeah, yeah. And then not only about does it align what I see, it's it's you know. Help me envision what this would look like getting to that ultimate goal, right? When we talk about B2C, it's a quick transaction. You know what you're getting. It's going through shipping. You got the box. You do whatever you want. But when you talk about B2B and you're looking at really complicated or, or, or outcomes or different ways of doing business, you know, a lot of things have to get understand. It's easy to see what it would look like at the end, but what happens in the middle? How? How this how, works? How much risk? You risk take? resources, yeah. everything Value. that gets involved, is the other component that's not easily correlated in just pure marketing. This is where you have to kind of confirm the outcomes, give them the idea of how this is going to run through the process, and at the end of the day, if you can shed your experiences of your engagements with other customers and how they've done things, how they've gone through. It gives them more confirmation, more confidence, very high likely that they're going to drive to closure with you. Um, and those are really the new components that we're looking at here. It's more of that confirmation and closing arena and, and how you mold and move that in a timely way and the cadence that makes sense. Some customers nowadays, we see a big trend of people wanting to get to the conclusions faster, right? So speed becomes a very big component in this. Impatient, right? They I get mean, impatient. They've already done a lot of research. Yeah. They know what they want. They know what the journey looks like. They're in that stage where they're, they want to make sure that the, the, risk, the risk is reduced, mm -hmm. right? And they're making the right choice 
where the risk is low and, and the, the value is high. And so there is there is that there is that different type of a salesperson that is engaged you know today, right? And that person should be in alignment with what what you know that customer wants. And really, if you ask me, if you don't understand that customer's journey up until then, which today in a complex and you know in a complex enterprise sale, that's probably 60, 70% of the way, and you don't exactly pick it up, understand where they've been and then pick it up, you miss, you miss that story altogether, right? Mm -hmm. And then then they're looking for, like you said, what you know, what are other customers of yours experiencing, right? That's one thing they cannot find always, right? I mean, in the B2B world, maybe someday we'll get to a point where there is enough reviews and and, and uh, third-party uh, independent reviews that tell uh, the community how a particular product solution works. But the lack of it today would tell you that they're looking for some of that confirmation. Hey, who are your customers? You know, do you have references? How do they use it today, right? Because committing to a solution in the enterprise world takes a lot of resources, cost, and risk, and it's just not just easy, right? Well, they may want you to do a, a pilot. Uh, you know, we've all heard about pilot purgatories, let's right? Let's test, let's test. <laughs> yeah. right? It's expensive for both parties. Yeah. It costs you time, resources on both sides. Uh, but then really, the, the other part, that third part, is the, the expertise that that salesperson or the sales process brings along, right? They're looking for that that knowledge and the expertise maybe that you, you bring from another industry or maybe working with a certain type of customers or maybe a certain type of problem, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that is something that is extremely valuable to a, uh, to a customer, a B2B customer in particular. It's, it's valuable to anybody, right? But that is the third and kind of like the critical piece of what, what a customer today is looking for in a salesperson or a sales process. Yeah, and it's it's evolving, you know, this you know, you know, way the methodology of, of how we sell, how we engage, you know, how we bring customers across, you know, you're seeing a big shift in how customers are buying and who the customers are. I mean, you're seeing a big shift, right? And especially in different industries. And I think it's important to understand that that you have to understand the cadence of your customer in this process because marketing is 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 building and conf confirming these cadences with them and timing and the last thing you want to do is the customer is ready to go but sales you drop the ball. and it slows the slows the slows the transaction down because of a number of things right it could mm -hmm. be well wait what are we really trying to do is it can we yeah trying to reset the Re process. reset like you're resetting the the cadence and the, the mindset and causing confusion and hesitating the customer from buying when they're already I'm sold but now you're telling me what what, what are we doing here you're resetting what they were already committed and, and what they're ready to go for and I think that is important and that's what we call that that handshake to make sure that you, you don't drop that are misaligned with that because then you restart the process with the customer and not in an exciting way, but now they're more in a, I'm going to confirm you every step of the way because now I'm not sure you've got your doubt. You put doubt in customers' minds after you got them locked in and then now you have to retrace back. Um, that is a big, I would go back a, to the second point a little bit because 
that's what's critical in this third one, right? I mean, what you just described, you know, how transparent are you with your information, right? Uh, there is no dearth of information today in, in, in the marketplace. On the internet, there's way too much information. So it is not that the customer has, you know, that 100% you know, confidence in what they have come up with. They're, that's where the little bit of, you know, th there may be a knowledge gap, there may be a technology gap, there may be a information gap, but they're looking to fill that, right? And, and when they come to that third stage, what you did in that second phase where you provided that transparency, you know, they're looking for that pricing comparison, they're looking for capability comparison, they're looking for other customers that have done the same thing. And, and in the third part, if you if you don't provide that expertise to fill in the blanks and, and really help them along the way, show them the way, guide them the way, then it's a complete miss. Yeah. So it's a very important piece that you mentioned because you'll find a lot of startups trying to tackle with this expertise and transparency at the same time as the marketing is trying to figure out whether the product fits or right or not. So it, it's almost... Uh, sales and marketing in a startup world where you don't have fully defined capabilities mm -hmm. is struggling and a pull and pull of, and the customers can be very you know unsure but that's where the transparency comes in it says hey we're a startup we got some great technology we've done A, B and C and we think you would be a good fit are you ready to try a new technology on a beta pilot basis? Yes or no. And get them on that realm or market that way. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you don't want a customer coming in and saying, hey, we have A, when you have really half of A or a quarter of A, you want to say, hey, we're looking for customers in this space that are excited and, and that are solving these problems. We got 50% of the way, 60% of the journey the way. We need to get that last 30%. We'd like to collaborate, and we think you guys be great to jump on board early on this technology so that you guys can benefit, right? But, but I would also say one of the, the feedback that I get from some of the startup founders as well as the customers is if that's in the early stage of the cycle where you're trying to define the product and you're trying to better understand what the customers are wanting to build and so on, and they're involved in the process, it's one thing. But if it's towards the end of the process where, you know, you claim, you know, for example, just come in and say, hey, I built a uh, I, I, IoT network of toasters and ovens and refrigerators. And now I can connect pumps, compressors and, and uh, you know, uh, and, and fans, you know, industrial uh, equipment. You know, you, you, you know you're, you're saying you're switching your expertise, your domain. And, and if you don't bring that domain knowledge with you. Your customers in that domain aren't going to see the same capabilities in the same light, right? It's just not the same. Yeah. Well, and, and, and maybe that's a marketing ploy, right? Instead of focusing on, hey, you need to be an expert at pumps or X, Y, and Z, we are experts at connecting devices and equipment. doesn't matter what it is, but you focus on connecting, connecting versus the expertise of the pieces just we're connectors but maybe that's the only thing and that's that's what you focus on right so but that's part of the marketing of that realm now you're risking yourself well now you, now, now, you, see, now you see but that's exactly what i'm saying so focus what you're good at if you can connect anything then that's what you're good at don't say that i'm good at connecting a because i know a 
<laughs> say I'm good at connecting everything because I have awesome connectors or whatever. But you have to be really critical on what your core is and don't right. lose sight of don't lose sight of that. And that, that's and if point. if your expertise is not exactly in that, that may be okay to the customer because they know they need that connectivity expertise. It's a very fascinating thing, but I think we hit on it on that on those those crumbs. So the cadence, the timing, how you actually you know move from marketing over to um, the sales journey, the information and the transparency that's there, so that that when they get involved with you, they're not misaligned. The transparency is there; everyone is aligned, and um, you know how in general they can talk to you about experiences and expertise that you guys had. Um, in recent past or, or with your current customers. And those three components really mold a unique um, sales uh, organization of the future. I, um, Absolutely. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining our uh, um, episode on sales. We appreciate the, the, uh, the emails and the, the uh, blogs, posts that we've been getting on, on our social media site. You can find us on the digitaltwinpodcast.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you all. See ya.